You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast with Katherine Banco. I'm on a mission to celebrate breakthrough, empowerment, and shameless living in the lives of women everywhere. Join me and let's live unashamed together. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Heart and Soul. Um, The next four weeks are going to be pretty special and different. Um, So last summer around this time, I led a free ditch the shame challenge um, for some friends of mine, um, really anyone who wanted to join a Facebook group. And um, it ended up being really enlightening, not only for hopefully the girls who are part of the group, but also for me just reminding myself of some of the truths that um, I turn to and some of the methods I take and some of like the tools that I use to turn away from shame and to remember my worth and my identity and especially when it comes to body image. So I thought it would be cool for the next four weeks um, to share um, four little videos, but it's an audio for you of topics that I talked about for that Ditch the Shame group. Um, So each week's going to be a little bit different. I am letting you know that this was recorded in the Facebook group last year. So (laughs) if things don't sound relevant to this season of life, um, it's because it was last year. Maybe I'm talking about being pregnant. I want to assure you that I'm not pregnant again right now. Um, But yeah, I hope you enjoy and can really walk away with some truths to rest on um, for how to ditch shame and live more shamelessly. So enjoy and I will talk to you in four weeks. Bye. Hello, everybody. Welcome to day one of our five days to ditch the shame challenge. Sorry, I'm going to be showing up like this pretty much every day because this is what I wear to work. Also, I'm on this little bouncy ball because it's the only thing that's comfortable for my pregnant belly right now. (laughs) But shameless living, right? Um, hello, welcome. So welcome to, um, day one of the five days to ditch the shame challenge. I am so pumped for this because this is something that I knew that I needed seven years ago, but I didn't know how to make it come to life. So I'm currently in the process of putting together more content and more, resources and tools for women to be able to step into this mentality and this lifestyle of shameless living um, sooner so that they don't have to go through that seven year. um, It took me seven years to heal. And I still feel like every day I'm healing and we'll cover that. But it took me seven years to come to a place where I was like, I'm finally comfortable and confident in um, this idea of shameless living. And this was even years after I kind of coined this term for soul fitness. So today, day one, we well, each day we're going to go through a different topic. Um, I'm going to be live probably sometime in the morning, Monday through Wednesday. And then Thursday and Friday, I'm going to post a pre-recorded video um, because I will be in Texas and I don't know what my time's going to look like then. But essentially, each day I'm going to share some sort of message with you. um, And then there's going to be some sort of challenge at the end for you. There's simple challenges, things that we can do in our everyday lives um, that we... 
I feel like that we don't do because we are so encompassed by shame or we're so distracted by the busyness of our everyday. But with, with people holding us accountable, there's 44 members in this group, then I believe that we can truly step into these very simple practices that you'll be amazed at how much impact they have on your everyday life. So I'm gonna share a little bit about my story today um, and then we'll get into kind of the root of what shameless living means and how shame can grip us um, and kind of just the definition of shame and how it's not something that is going to ever benefit you or help you grow. Um, so first, I'm going to share my story. I think someone's in Is someone in here? Y'all, I'm like so illiterate when it comes to live videos. <laughs> um, but first, I'm going to share my story. So for those of you who don't know me, I am Catherine Banco. I started a business called Soul Fitness about four years ago. And four years ago, it was not a business. <laughs> it was um, this passion project. Essentially, when I graduated college, I um, went, I worked at a summer camp for all of college. And then after college, I worked as an intern at this camp. And there was just like 12 weeks of straight traveling. And during that time, I had gained weight. And it was, it was a time in my life where I had gotten to this breaking point and hating what I looked like in the mirror that I decided, well, I'm just gonna do what the world tells me to do and that's, you know, go on a diet, restrict my food, um, have a little more control over my exercise and just really focus on those like numbers. And um, so I went on a diet at 22 for the first time ever and I saw results because I wasn't eating enough. <laughs> so if you don't eat enough calories, you're going to lose weight. Um, the only thing is, is that a healthy way to lose weight? We'll get more into that, um, but it wasn't for me. And it eventually turned into this um, kind of addiction to watching the number on the scale go down and down and down. Um, and so eventually I started this new job at, in the corporate world working um, really long hours. I was like 23, had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> And I was super anxious because the job was really, um, it was tough. And one thing that I could control in that hectic season was I could continue to control my body. So the number on the scale just kept going down and I kind of made it this like subconscious mission in my head to keep that number going down, down, to keep watching it go down and down. And this was in secret. I didn't tell anyone that this was my intention. Of course, after about, I mean, after six months to a year, the weight loss was so significant that people were asking, like, are you everything okay? And I, I lied. <laughs> I was like, yeah, absolutely, everything's okay. And you know what the thing is, because of what society taught me, and teaches us as women, I really did think I was okay because I was doing all the things that the world told me to do. I was eating less, I was fitting into a certain size jean, I was 
um, exercising more, you know, I was taking control. And so I really didn't think that I was unhealthy for probably, probably about two years. And this eventually led to about three years of like a really disordered way of eating, a disordered way of exercising. I would restrict, I would binge, I would, I would burn way too many calories in the gym. I would obsess over numbers. I would count calories in my fitness pal. Like even if it was just like a bite of something in the break room at the office, I logged it. Um, or if it was a walk around my apartment building to get the, take the trash out, I logged it. Um, I logged every single number. I was addicted to numbers. And um, I was doing this in secret because all along I was ashamed of it. I didn't realize I was ashamed of it. Oh, hi, Delaney. There is someone here. This is so great. Okay. I didn't realize that the reason that I was keeping it secret was because of shame. And I know that sounds silly. You're like, duh, you were ashamed. I mean, those are, why, why else would you not tell anyone? But it just... I don't know. I, I hadn't put the pieces together of why I wasn't telling anyone. Anyways, this comes to, this becomes years of this kind of lifestyle of missing out on social events because I was scared of menus, um, missing out on birthday parties because I was scared of cake, missing out on just life because I was afraid to actually enjoy it with because I had this terrible fear of gaining weight. And, and shame creeps in in so many different ways um, but eventually it became my identity whether it's with body image or whether it's with relationships or finances or some deep trauma or or struggle in your life like shame can take over us all if we're not aware and so this group is to help bring awareness to those triggers in our life that bring that shame into our hearts and using tips and tools and spiritual methods and tangible methods to eliminate that. Um, so I'm gonna kind of get into, I have notes here because I don't wanna miss anything. Um, I've been so excited for this that I, I really wanted to, y'all, it's like intense. I really wanted to make sure that I covered all the things that really stuck out to me in my personal journey towards healing so that you can at least have a strong foundation um, moving forward. I know it's only five days, um, but I really believe that we can see a lot of transformation in these next five days if we do this together. So um, my story eventually led to me coming to a breaking point and it got so bad. I got so thin. Um, and so sick that I the I had to tell a counselor, I had to tell a therapist. Um, and my heart in this group, for this group, is whether it's eating disorders or shame about something else in your life, is I want us to be able to not have to get to that rock bottom breaking point before we find freedom. Um, it That's the story of my journey and that's, it's totally awesome now looking back to see what God has done through that, but it would be cool as like sisters 
and community if we could tackle these issues together before we get to that rock bottom place. So that's my heart in this group as well. Um, so yeah, I got to rock bottom, I went to counseling, I eventually moved across the country for a fresh start. So I moved from Texas to North Carolina and that's kind of where Soul Fitness was born. I wanted to create a group for exercise that took out the punishment and exercise and essentially became a method for accountability and community while still moving our bodies. Um, basically, I wanted to create something that I needed so desperately during that time and I couldn't find anywhere else. So I was like, well, I guess I gotta start it. So that's how Soul Fitness was born. But, um, okay, I'm gonna go through just kind of the definition of shame so that we can kind of get to the core of it and then from there we can get to well what does shameless living mean what does how do we break through shame when sh when we feel these triggers come up how do we work through it so but first it starts with knowing what shame is and i think it's something that's so sneaky that sometimes we can't put our finger on the pulse and so that's kind of the purpose of this group as well as to find the pulse um, of shame. So shame, it's an inner experience of feeling not wanted, which as women, I'm sure we've all felt like we're not enough. We're not wanted. We're not worthy. We're not measuring up in some aspect of life, whether that's weight, whether that's, um, career, whether that's just feeling like you're, you're at the right spot in adulthood, singleness, marriage, babies, whatever that is. Shame is this inner experience, so it happens inside, which is why it's so easy for people to keep it secret, um, of feeling not wanted, of feeling worthless, rejected, cast out from some area of life that you want to fit so badly into a certain mold. Um, it's believing that you are innately bad or wrong in some area of life. It's believing that you're not loved because you're not lovable. Um, and that's just not true. Let me just squish that right now. That's just absolutely not true. You are absolutely loved. And we are going to dig deeper into some roots of that as well, um, of not finding our worth in, in the things of this world, essentially. Not finding our worth in our weight, not finding our worth in our career, in our finances, in our relationships, but instead finding our worth in our true identities and who God created us to be. And being confident in that feeling enough in that so that it pours over into the rest of our life when we feel like we're lacking in other areas of life, we can sit firm on the foundation or stand firm on the foundation that we are already enough and already loved. Um, it, shame always carries this sense that there is nothing we can do to get rid of its toxic presence. Like it, it feels so heavy that it's just like, okay, well, I'm stuck with this. Like, I guess this is just how I'm going to feel about this situation. And this is something that I very intimately relate to. What I talk a lot about my body image struggles, but shame is this like thematic, like a theme in my life that pops up so frequently. It's so frustrating, which is why I like turned or coined this term shameless living because I needed it so desperately. Like I can feel shame at like a pin drop. Um, words that someone says without them even intending, I can feel ashamed by that. Feeling like I'm not 
pleasing people, um, whether that's in personal relationships or business relationships, I feel shame for that. Feeling like I didn't do enough that day, I feel shame for that. Like I'm not measuring up in some aspect. So that's why this topic is so, like I believe that whatever we feel the most shame about, we should talk about and it's kind of our tool for bringing encouragement and light into the world. Like God put something, like a roadblock in our life for us to overcome and help others overcome. So that's why I'm so passionate about this topic because it's what I struggle with the most. Um, at its core, shame isolates us. So it makes us feel like we're alone. It makes us think that if others knew the truth about us, or if they knew that this was going on, then they couldn't possibly love us. So for me, when I was in my eating disorder, I didn't tell anyone because I thought, well, if people actually knew this about me, then they wouldn't love me. They, they wouldn't see me the same. And that was just, I, as I started telling people that I was struggling with restriction, binging, over-exercising, I found it was the complete opposite. People surrounded me. They surrounded me with love and support, and I thought for so long that they were going to, that I, they were going to shun me. I mean, it sounds crazy in hindsight, but it, it's true, and it happens to all of us. If there's something you've done or haven't done, and you feel ashamed about that, chances are you're probably not telling anyone because you're worried that they're gonna think something differently of you. And I wanna break that. That's just not of the Lord and it's just not what true community or true unconditional love is all about. So this term shameless living came from <laughs> all these years of living in this isolated secret, in this isolated bubble in my head of these continuous hamster wheel thoughts of feeling worthless, not enough, unlovable, um, all, those, all those things that shame makes you feel, I knew that shameless living had to happen in order for me to find freedom. And, the, and it wasn't just like this epiphany moment where I woke up and I was like, I'm gonna live shamelessly. It was just like putting in minor practices in my life and finding that those actually bred freedom instead of the way that I was living, which enslaved me. So shameless living came from this idea that when I moved to Wilmington and decided to have a fresh start, I just made a small promise to myself that I would share my story. That's it that I would say, when people ask me why I moved to Wilmington, I wouldn't just chalk it up to, oh, I just like really wanna live by the beach, or my mom grew up here and like I really liked visiting, but it was more than that. I actually moved here for a fresh start. I was feeling really ashamed about my body image and struggled with a lot of restriction and disordered eating and over-exercising, so I moved here to kind of heal from that, right? That took 10 seconds. And when I found that when I moved here and I made that promise to myself to just be honest in 10 seconds, that people were like, oh, well, I struggle with that too. Or, oh, can I help you with that? Like, can I like pray for you? Do you wanna like exercise together? Do you wanna like, do you want me to hold you accountable? These are people I barely knew. I had no friends here. And then this is how I made my friends by just living shamelessly. Um, so I'm gonna go through three key points of shameless living. 
um, that if you're watching this, which I hope you are, whether it's live or later, that I want you to write down and I want you to like think about these three points and how they can apply to your own life. I want this to be very spiritual and like impactful, but I also want it to be very like practical. Like I want these to be, these five days to be, to include things that you can walk away with and like actually put into practice. So the three points of shameless living, and we'll dig deeper into this throughout the rest of the week. Trust me. I'm so excited. Um, but the first is that your story matters. Not only does your story matter, but it actually has the power to transform lives. So going back to me moving to Wilmington and sharing my story, I, even if it was just one person after I shared my story who said, I struggle with that too. It was worth sharing, right? Because then it made another person feel less alone. So would I, where I spent three and a half years of feeling isolated and alone because I didn't tell my story, the second I bring that darkness to light, someone says, me too, I'm, I'm immediately not alone anymore and that person doesn't feel alone anymore. So that's something that's so small but so significant in how your story can transform someone's life. Um, and shame isn't in God's original design. I don't know what your faith is, but I am a Christian and I believe in God's word. And I'm going to read scripture intermittently throughout this the next five days that I believe is truth about our identities. And one, one thing is in scripture that before the fall, before Adam and Eve, before Eve ate the fruit, the forbidden fruit, and sin entered the world, one, one verse always sticks out to me, and it's that Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. This is in Genesis, right in the beginning. One um, term that God brings up twice in a very significant way is this idea of shame. The first is before the fall, they walked around naked, they felt free in their bodies, free in the way that God made them, confident in the way that God made them, and they were walking around naked feeling no shame. And I don't know about y'all, but sometimes when I walk naked in front of my mirror and I catch a glimpse, I feel shame. And that's not God's original design. It's not his original intention for us. Um, so note that in your head, like his original intention, and he uses this word specifically is zero shame, shameless, unashamed. And then after the fall, after Eve ate the forbidden fruit, the first thing they notice is that they're naked and they go and they get things like fig leaves and tree limbs to cover themselves up because it says in scripture, this word, they felt ashamed. So in God's original intent, no shame. The second sin enters the world, they felt ashamed. So we're seeing how significant this term shame is, right? It wasn't originally intended for us. It happened because of our, our, our sins, our struggles. Um, and eventually, I want y'all to come to a place when I speak this truth over you to know that we can get back to that original design if we have each other and if we have God. Okay? So, your story matters. That's one. And it has the power to transform lives. Okay, 
Two, shame is not in God's original design. Wasn't intended for us. After the fall, they felt shame, and the enemy uses that shame as a tool to steal, kill, and destroy, and we are not going to let him anymore. We're going to build up our toolbox, build up our armor, build up our shield so that we can fight against those feelings of shame and fight back. Okay? So, your story matters. It has the power to transform lives. Two, shame. It's not in God's original design. And then three, what shameless living means is that you have to be vulnerable. Okay? <laughs> That's a scary word. It's something that um, we hear a lot. I feel like it's kind of become this like loosey goosey phrase in social media and just like, I feel like ever since Brene Brown, who's like one of my heroes, entered the scene, like vulnerability has become this like term that we kind of just like toss around, but do we actually put it into practice? Are we actually being vulnerable? Are we actually allowing ourselves to be held accountable because we're opening our hearts up and sharing our stories with people? So the scariest thing is being vulnerable. So you can't get the your story matters without sharing your story, right? That's the vulnerability part. So it means you have to be vulnerable. Shameless living, shameless living means that you have to be held accountable. Another reason why this group is going to be is so important. Whether you have someone in your life who holds you accountable outside of this group or not, you now have 44 girls who are committed to this idea of shameless living. They entered this group for a reason. It's called five days to ditching the shame, okay? So clearly everyone in this group is struggling or can relate to each other in the same way, and that is with shame. So whether or not you have someone to hold you accountable in your daily life, you definitely have 44 women in this group to hold you accountable. So a key part to this holding accountable is being vulnerable in this group. I put up a post the other day saying, why'd you join this group? And out of 44 of y'all, only two of you responded. And then I'm not saying that to bring you shame. I'm just saying that we're already experiencing how scary it is to, to share our stories, right? Like we join the challenge, that's one step. And then the second step is just going a little bit deeper and saying, hey, I'm here because X, Y, Z, and I want to experience X, Y, Z after I leave. Um, I really encourage you to take the time to use this group discussion to actually share your story, to let these other women hold you accountable. Um, shameless living, last, it means you have to be equipped with the right armor and weapons, which we are going to work on this week. I'm going to give you a lot of both tangible, mental, and emotional, and spiritual tools to build up that armor. Um, so just to go through those three points, key points again of shameless living for you to write down. One, your story matters. Two, shame is not in God's original design. And three, in order to live shamelessly, you have to live vulnerably. You have to be vulnerable. Okay, I've now talked for 26 minutes, which when I was planning this, I was like, I wonder if I'm going to be able to share enough, but then I remember who I am and I talk all the time. So, <laughs> um, I have a little call to action for today, which I'll share in the group as well. Um, but the first is to please watch all 26 plus minutes of me rambling on this topic. Um, we spend so much of our time watching, you know, I'm guilty of it. I've watched every season of survivor during, 
um, quarantine, but we spend so much of our time kind of mindlessly taking in content. Um, but this is content that I want you to be really aware of as you take it in, to really take the time to say, okay, for the next 26 plus minutes, I'm gonna listen to this, I'm gonna let it sink in, and then I'm gonna do this little call to action. The first challenge for day one is to share your story, either where you've been or where you are right now with someone that you trust, okay? It could be someone outside of this group, if it's someone that you know, you're, you're really close with, you feel comfortable sharing your story with, you know will hold you accountable, or it could be someone in this group. So it could be in the group comments, share your story. It doesn't have to be a, a novel of text sharing everything you've been through. It can be if you want, but it can be something as simple as, hey, my name's Catherine. I struggle with body image. It's hard for me to look in the mirror or I'm pregnant right now and it's really hard that my body's changing and I don't have a lot of control over it when I think subconsciously I've always thought that I could have control over this part of my life. Done. I just shared a little piece of my story and now I'm out there and I guarantee y'all are not going to judge me for that. That's one thing I've learned from Shameless Living is that most people, especially the people who love you, will never judge you for sharing what is actually your deepest hurt. Okay, they're never gonna judge you. They're just gonna love you, they're gonna accept you, and they're gonna hopefully come alongside you in conquering that and overcoming it. All right, day one, we went through what shameless living means, we went through the key points of shameless living. I got to share a little bit of my story, and now I encourage all of you to share a little bit of yours, whether it's in this group or not. I love you all, and I am excited for day two. Whoa!